Hey guys, my name is David Balzer. I'm part of the Brookville House of Worship team. I want to let you know that we are doing another podcast and it's called Flow and Grow. I'll be joined with Andy Burkett during these podcasts. And what we're going to do, man, is we're just going to do what it says. We're going to come into this place. We're just going to talk about what's on our heart. We're going to worship the Lord. We're going to pray for you. And we hope that flowing and growing in the spirit, uh, allowing us to interact with you is wherever you are, whatever place you find yourself in, whether it's in a car, in the shower, I don't care. And we we want you and we invite you to, to this podcast called Flow and Grow. It's pretty chill. So, hey, welcome to Flow and Grow, another Brookville House of Worship podcast. Enjoy. And Grow, Brookville House of Worship, live on Facebook, YouTube, Hello, everybody out there in those two lands. <laughs> no Twitch or anything? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, welcome. Um, Andy, it's good to see you today. Yeah, you too, man. It's good to be a part of uh, Brookville House of Worship. Amen. Last night, guys, we went out and um, uh, it was pretty cool. We went to Brandy Camp. Yeah. And the Smuckers, they invited us up. Guess what? When I showed up, there was no, um, like... They didn't know you, Andy. Yeah. They didn't know me either. That was pretty cool how they watched Brookville House of Worship um, on Facebook, and they just said they wanted to have us come up. Amen. And I was like, well, that's a God thing, right? Like, yeah. you never know who you're touching. But anyways, they had a they had a, a tent, a small tent put up. Yeah. And um, there was probably about 25 people that showed up. And, um, wow, it was really cool because everybody got involved. Everybody was flowing and growing in that tent. Yeah. And it was really cool. And then Pastor Terry came from Jubilee. Yeah. And started flowing. And it was <laughs> really, 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 really cool. Yeah. Hey, uh, Louise is saying good morning. Bless you, Louise. Good to see you today. Hope you're having a wonderful day in Jesus. Amen. Uh, hope, hopefully everything is turning around in your life for Amen. the good. We uh, we sung that last night. Colette, what's up? Yeah. Hey, Good to I, see you. I, I, I want to pause on Colette for a minute. I just want to thank you and Guy for your faithfulness. You know, a lot of people seem to get recognized in, in ministry and what's going on. And and I just want to thank you. It's people like you and Guy and, and Mark. Mm-hmm. And what you guys do just through your faithfulness and being helpers and just being present and ministering as well. Like it's, I really, I seriously appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for what you do. That story you told last night, Colette, was amazing. Yeah. Like you left that out of your notes or something like uh, when you were posted on Facebook, which I understand. I'm just giving you a hard time. But I'm glad I was there last night to hear hear it, you know, Um what, what was it, Colette, was it, you know, if I caught it correctly, was it you thought it was Jesus or it was an angel? Um, comment for me so, so I can know. I, I thought I took it as like, a, like an angel, but it could, it could have been Jesus as well. I'm just saying it was amazing. Anyway, guys, for you guys that listening, Colette told a story. She had um, appendicitis, and it was a long process of getting her in and, and getting her... Um, you know, into the surgery and everything. And this gentleman came up and basically was with her the whole time and then like disappeared after she was better. Yeah. But not really disappeared like from her sight. But then later on, she talked about how she felt in her heart that that same voice, you know, that same person was there and, and encouraged us all that it doesn't matter what we're going through, that Jesus, you know, the Lord did say he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And it was real. Yeah. Amen. You know, it was a real situation. Amen. The call out said, thank you. We appreciate you all too. I believe it was Jesus. They also took out most of my large intestine. So they initially thought it was appendicitis. But it turned out it was in large intestine. Oh, uh, okay. Wow, that's that's a that's a it's a big deal. Yeah, that's it's a, a big large deal. deal. That's, that's a large yeah. <laughs> that's a large intestine deal. Uh, Scott Parson chiming in 
from Adelaide over at the Denver airport en route to California from New York. Man, me too. <laughs> Not really. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Good to see you today. Bless you. I see I need to adjust something. Can you talk for a second? Yeah. Um, okay, there we have uh, Brookville House of Worship is going to St. Mary's for Church on the Go the yeah. first Friday in December. And I think it is December 4th, but yeah, it is yep. the first Friday in September, and there's a, a pretty good expectation. My understanding is in a, a bigger uh, venue, if you yeah. will. Let me let me nail the details down for you one second, okay? Uh, Maker's Warehouse, uh, Colette can back that up as well, but it's in St. Mary's, and I'm getting there one second. Events. Oh, it's actually Friday, December 2nd. December 2nd. Okay, good. Yeah. Yep. Friday, December 2nd at 6.30 in St. Mary's, and that's 315, and I think it's Brussels Street. Uh, I don't know St. Mary's that well, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Church on the go. Amen. Yeah, Colette said that as well, December 2nd. And we have a great expectation. Like, St. Mary's, I think, is ripe for... I, I'm not a person who uses the word revival a lot because honestly, I just think it's misunderstood. Mm. <laughs> but but I think it's ripe for individuals to be activated into the ministry of Jesus Christ and to take it and go. That's revival for me. It's individual revival, not so much a corporate thing. An individual, like if you set a whole bunch of sticks on fire, then you have a you have a forest fire. For me, that's revival. If you have a whole bunch of individuals on fire with the Lord, then you have revival. Amen. So. Yeah, because there's always somebody has to be on fire to be the first one. Yeah, to get it done. Yeah, yeah. So there's so all y'all out there, can you do me a favor? You know, while we're waiting a little bit um, for other people to join us, could you could you share the broadcast right now for us, please? Amen. It'd be really great. Um, let you know tonight. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, at Brookville House of Worship at seven o'clock, we have a Wild Ones meeting again tonight. Um, Who's are are you speaking or is Jamie speaking or I I'll be there. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Andy will be speaking tonight. My wife and I will be at uh Carn City to see my son play football. Carn so. City, yeah. Yeah. I thought that's who they played last week. <laughs> well, no, they played in Clarion last week. Oh, okay. But anyways, they delayed it last night, so we were able to come to a church on the go while football season's going on. So but anyhow, tonight at seven o'clock. Brookville House of Worship, 227 Main Street, Wild Ones Night, come out, and I'm going to say it till I don't say it anymore, and if, you got, if you're 150 miles away, you can still get here, and I guarantee the people that come that far away, when they come, they have the testimony to say that it was worth the drive. Yeah, amen. It was worth the drive, so. Hey, thanks, Nicole, for sharing. I appreciate that. And uh, something that's on my heart is uh, for tonight, we'll probably just do a lot of worship and ministry, to be honest. Like, that's where I usually flow out the most anyways. We'll probably just press into that place of continual ministry and worship, like a cycle. So, yeah, if you want to come out and you want to be ministered to by the Lord in worship and just pressing into his word and singing into his word, like, that's probably where we're going to go tonight. Last night was really awesome. I was talking to... Um uh, Andy about it the whole idea of everybody brought something last night yeah there was testimonies last night there was scripture given there was words of knowledge given um, there was preaching I mean uh, Jamie Good God bless you if you're watching this Jamie that uh, understanding of God bringing you to the enemies and preparing a table before you in the presence of your enemies and how you saw that in scripture was amazing. Like I understood we all have to go through a process of the wilderness. Like that's the refining process of the Lord. But literally seeing that God actually brought these men. Joseph was one of them. David was another. He culminated with Jesus, right? Being at the last supper at the table and he dipped in when, with Judas. Uh, David with Saul, Joseph with his brothers, Jesus with Judas. It yeah. was, it was amazing to see that that is a process of God. Yeah. And and every one of them, including Jesus, all got promoted. Mm. But they had to go through that process yeah. of, of being brought to the table and sitting eye to eye with your enemies and um, go and keeping your heart clean. You know, where you're like, you know, we talk about forgiveness in, um, in the New Testament. 
Well, David, you know, he had an opportunity to kill Saul and he didn't, um, you know. So, and Joseph obviously had an opportunity to get back at his brothers and he didn't. Yeah. So it was like this whole idea that we all have to understand that God is is refining us. But once we get through that re- refining, once we get to that place where our heart is not corrupted or our, our motivations are not wrong, then there's promotion yeah. that comes from there. I like that word promotion. I don't necessarily like the word process, but in order to get promotion, you have to go through the process. <laughs> so this is a, a name that's, every time I hear somebody say it, I was like, they did it. Mephibosheth. Mm. Like when I think of the table, he's like the other side of that table. He's the promoted side of it, unexpected yes. promotion. Because yeah. now he got to sit. I've heard, I've heard. I think I've heard you preach on it. I've definitely heard Nicole preach on it. Like that's the other side of David's. Like, is there anyone left in Jonathan's line that that I can more or less pay honor to? And Mephibosheth is like, man, what do you, what's he want me for? Does he want to kill off the king's family line? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and instead he's like, no, I want to honor you because I love G- uh, Jonathan. And, and honestly, that's a picture on the other side of it. God's like, no, I want to honor you because you love Jesus. Come to the table. That rock, I mean, if you really understand that God loves, God has always loved us. Mm-hmm. But then the the ability that he wants to bless us despite us. Yeah. And he wants to bless us because of Jesus. And and if you like let that settle in, you can come to a place of, of rest. Yeah. To where you're not trying to get God to do anything. You're realizing that he has always been looking for you. Amen. You know, Jesus says, I, you did not choose me, but I chose you. Amen. And, you know, don't let that just bypass us. Amen. Like, before we were formed in our mother's womb, right, he chose us. Yeah. He placed us in, in the womb so that we could find him once we got out of the womb. Born for purpose. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You, you want to say it or you want me to say it? Scott Parsons, Revival Sparks Fly. Amen. Uh, Louise is so good. And Louise says, that is probably my favorite story because it has become so personal to me. Mm. And Scott says, careful of pride slipping in after promotion. Stay humble and tethered to the Lord. Amen. I agree with that. And uh, Louise, amen. I, back to what you, your comment there. Like that, that's such a powerful story. I know you already said that essentially, but I almost feel like we should probably, you cool with going there later on? Yeah. Which one? Mm. Mephibosheth? Yeah. Yeah. Just to, to let you guys know about, um, you know, the vision of, of Brookfield House of Worship, it all started um, at a, around a kitchen table, really, a Amen. picnic table, really. Yeah. And um, it was all centered up on starting something or building a place where the presence of the Lord is the priority. So we didn't start the church, if you want to call it a church, a house of worship, because we wanted to grow in numbers when it comes to like, you know, getting people to come to our church. We just wanted to create space for people who wanted more of the Lord and to spend time in his presence. You know, we use the Mary metaphor, really, to spend time at his presence so that we could, you know, then we could go out and, you know, be successful, if you will, in the things of God, the work that God has called us to. But number one, uh, it's the presence of the Lord. And if anybody's been in ministry for any amount of time, I mean, I know uh, Andy has, I have, there's there's a pressure that comes with um, an expectation with adding numbers, numerical numbers. There's different ways of going about doing that. And a lot of people are successful. And of course, the more people you have, the more ability you have to impact for the kingdom. I get that. I understand that. One of the things that I loved that Andy shared with us was the simple truth. It's all about his presence. And from that place, everything grows. Truly, I don't think Jesus was really worried about numbers either because the way he dealt with people, (laughs) right? Because he he said stuff and everybody left 
and he was like, are you going too yeah. to, to Peter? And Peter's like, no. But at the same time, God allowed Jesus to minister to the multitudes. Yeah. So there is that, that, um, that place. And of course, we want to see Brookville House of Worship get big. I can't see it small, even though it's small. I've never been able to see it small. I just, you know, it could be simply because, you know, God's heart is for his, his people to come around and allow the Holy Spirit to really touch the hearts of men in a way that, that preaching alone can't do. And we've we've real in America anyway. We've really majored on the intellect more than we've major majored on the the um, the spirit. Yeah. To understand something is awesome because your mind's affected, no doubt, and you have power when you have understanding. But your heart, you can still do the same things from your heart. Meaning, you still might not ever be changed because your heart hasn't been changed. Yeah. You can know a lot of scriptures. You can know a lot of theology, and that's absolutely necessary. But if it doesn't change you at a heart level, and that that is what worship does. Amen. There are things that your heart will tell you to do that your intellect will not be able to wrap its mind around. And the only way you will get past your intellect is... is is knowing from the heart that it is truly God telling you to do it. Because most times God tells you to do something, it always starts out, you know, with a struggle. Something in front of you telling you there's no way God told you to do that. Yeah. And for us, I guess it was COVID because people were really crazy about us starting a church when COVID was going. And we never really thought about it. Yeah, you know when that hit me is uh, Sam... Uh, yeah, and he down in Washington yeah, D.C. Yeah, he was from Dubois, and he does a lot of like TV and video production stuff. Yeah, and he interviewed us as part of his one show that he does. And he he's like, so why would you start a ministry like this? Was we started in September of 2020? He's like, right? Why would you try to start a brick and mortar ministry right in the middle? And in all reality, he doesn't know that's all we are. Like we're not just brick and mortar by any means. Um, but it was when he asked that question that it was like the first time I was like, huh, didn't really think about that. Yeah. And it was <laughs> Praise like. Praise God. Yeah. You know, for not being aware of that. It's it's like if Jesus waited for everything to be right, and it was right for him when he went and got baptized by John in, in the Jordan, you know, the first place Jesus went was not back to the synagogue. It was right out into the desert. Like the whole idea that God does things, you know, we could say backwards, but I'm not going to say backwards because backwards is actually really forwards. It's this whole idea that we have to, you know, we have to humble ourselves to be exalted, right? Jesus was tested before he was, he came back in the power of the spirit. Like it's these, it's this whole idea that the first thing God wants us to do is not go, it's wait. Mm. I mean, that's what he told the disciples, right? Yeah. Don't go, but wait in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from yeah. on high. The whole idea that in America anyways, and for most Christianity, it's like once you get saved, it's not about learning the presence of the Lord at a heart level. It's about going and doing good things, mm-hmm. which good things are good. Um, but the more you more the more you prioritize doing works instead of resting, the the more that'll get cattywonked and out of out of place, yeah. Because your focus will be on your focus will actually be on the doing and 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 not the not the knowing. Yeah. Well, that's been my. I spoke about it last week. That's actually been some of what I've been really digging into lately. That's why I get up and you know some people might think, well, if you're getting up early and you're doing things on purpose, well, I found in myself if I don't get up and get in the Word of God, study, pray, intercede, whatever that I'm actually not resting actually. Hmm. I'm I'm getting up to go and to work and and it just did I did it for a long time and it wasn't working. Yeah, you said something that was pretty cool and it's kind of getting up to rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm getting up to rest. Like let that sink in guys, getting up to rest. There is a scripture it says let us labor to enter into that rest. It's in Hebrews chapter 4. I yeah. I, I was going to touch on that a little bit too. But this whole idea that there is work involved 
and and spending time with God, like I always say, TikTok, TikTok. Yeah. I mean, if you don't spend literal time with God, that that if you don't do the work of resting, then nothing. I mean, you can do a lot of stuff without God. You can do a lot of good oh, things without God. Man, I, I'll be the first one to admit that's probably how I spent a lot of my ministry years. I, I, I'll admit that. I'll freely because I want you guys to be aware mm. of that as well. I I've done a lot of things out of my own ability. And you know what happens, and I've seen it time and time again, where I've really seen it get rough is because people are like, I want to do what you're doing. And then they come do it out of their own ability as well. And guess what happens? They fall on their face and they get burnout. Yeah, because there's, there's, a, there's a drive that is attached to work. The American dream, which I, I actually like, but at the same time, a lot of people are, you know, it's a driven, America is driven for success. And I was overcome by what that meant and by meaning that I went through a lot of things because um, I didn't see the numbers. I didn't see the oh, increase. Yeah. So I thought I was a failure because I, I, it's not that I bought in. I mean, I was molded into this place in America that everything that is not on top is, is less than. Yeah. And that's not true. I mean, everybody's not called to stand on top of the mountain didn't because if everybody was called to stand on top of the mountain, meaning like God showed me in the scriptures where Jethro was speaking to Moses. This is, this is kind of, and, and Jethro gave Moses some wisdom about, Hey, you can't take this whole people and you can't, you know, you're, you're wearing yourself out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pick, you know, 70 spread and spread it out, put some over thousands, some over hundreds, some over tens. Yeah. And when you read that, like everyone had their place and everyone was successful, whether they were leaders over thousands or leaders over tens. And I think I learned that way back in Bible college, but I didn't really learn it. I intellectually understood it. Mm. But now, 20 some years later, I realized like God has always placed me in front of the tens. Mm. And I've always struggled with that because, you know, you're, you know, you have Bible college students and all this going out and, you know, the thousands and traveling the world and doing all these things. And it, and I let it get to me yeah. to where now, since I understand that everything comes out of rest and everything is preordained for you to walk in it. So it's almost, it's not almost, it's our job to 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 walk this journey and to stay close to the Lord so that we can just be where we need to be to do what God's asked us to do yeah. without any other thing added to it. Yeah. And, and when I went to prison seven years ago to be a chaplain, I was struggling with success because of the failure or my perceived failure and an inmate. And I was saying, you know, hey, you know, I just want to be successful in this and that, you know. And he said, you know, God gave me an acrostic for success. I said, okay. And, it, and he said, this is what it means. Surrender under Christ control, effectively serving sincerely. Hmm. And it rocked my world. It rocked my world because it has nothing to do with numbers, has nothing to do with anything but surrendering under Christ's control, effectively serving sincerely, which uh, I just said it. Like our job is to wait on the Lord. He opens up the pages of our book. He has it written. You know, the, the, the good, a good man's steps are ordered by the Lord, right? Our righteous yeah. man's steps are ordered. Yeah. Like that is like really true. And like if we get focused on something that's not God's will for our lives, and we look into somebody else's life and say, "I want that." Yeah, um, you can get in trouble, especially in ministry, because I I've been in ministry for that long. Can I speak to that for a minute? Yeah, go ahead. So something that I noticed uh, several years ago, and it's pertaining to what you were just saying about when you were in ministry school, how you didn't see the same fruit. Well, after you're in ministry school, based off of what you saw was mm -hmm. your perception of how your calling would land. Yes, and uh, absolutely. So I had to go through a struggle and this is just me being real. I feel it's really good for me to be transparent about where I've been so people understand when they're in those situations, like, hey, this is not really what I'm called to and I've seen other people in this. So, uh, so I went through this phase where I was at a, a church here in Brookville and 
I had talked about this minister recently that I saw things a little differently than he did. And instead of shutting me down, he actually empowered me. And he's like, that's because that's what the Lord's given you a mm. perspective for, essentially. Yeah. Okay, so I was so hungry to follow, to be in ministry at that point that I allowed, I shut down worship in my life. Worship ministry. That Let me, let me say that correctly. I didn't shut down worship. I shut down pretty much me being a, a leader in worship because I wanted to be a preacher because that was the only path I saw to ministry in that location, essentially. Mm. Could you imagine if I would have stayed there? I wouldn't be doing any music ministry at all. Wouldn't that be weird? That would, like, could you I, imagine I, me not doing I music? Can't. Well, that's where I, I was can't. at one point. And you know why? Because that was the, the form, the prominent form of ministry in that place was not music ministry, which I'm not saying that most ministries are just not, or they are, but that was the a way I could get to ministry. That's what I saw, just like how you saw things out there. There was not a spectrum for like music ministry there, like there was for preaching ministry. So I literally shut that down in my life. Now, the responsible thing that I could have done was to say, hey, this is what the anointing is on my life, and this is what I should be doing. I know you aren't exactly that, but can you help usher my responsibility in when it comes to like pastoral stuff? Because you can still work that stuff in there. I really feel like we need to be aware that what we see isn't necessarily what we're called to. More than anything, this is my responsibility where I'm at now and yours as far as I'm concerned and anyone at the Brookville House of Worship is to see what's in someone and celebrate and help carry them to the place that they're actually called to, even if it's not what we are. Like that's really yeah. what my calling is at the Brookville House of Worship. I'm not gonna be what you are. I'm not going to be what Terry Smith is, Pastor. I'm not going to be what Jamie and Champagne Good are. I'm not going to be what Nicole is. None of us are the same calling exactly. But when we get together, when we get at that table and we celebrate what each other are carrying and we help, let's just go use the Jonathan version as an example. Jonathan, sorry, um, Mephibosheth. Uh, he was able to be brought to the table even though he wasn't part of David's household. Yeah. Okay. Let's bring people to the table who aren't part of our household but deserve to be there so they can be nourished and go out from that place. Amen. I, I agree with that. Let's lead, I'm going to read some comments here. Um, Nicole says, uh, the people who stuck to his side and lingered in his presence got a more in-depth perspective of all Jesus said and did, mostly the 12. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that is true. That is like so true. And, 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 and if you like, and then you take that to the three, the three, James, John, and Peter, James, John, and Peter, they were the close ones to Christ and got to even know more about the ins and outs, not only of the kingdom, but just how Jesus was. Like yeah. they, you know how you're, if you, if you know somebody's heart, you can actually kind of tell other people about them without yeah. misrepresenting yeah, yeah, yeah. them. And I think there's something to be said about the misrepresentation of Jesus in the body of Christ <laughs> cool. because uh, because of the intellect, because of the intellect, because of the knowledge of the scriptures is so strong. There is no leeway, right? It's all black and white, but it's not necessarily, I'm not saying, the word is the word is the word. It's forever settled in heaven. I get that. But Jesus administered his word with compassion with some and others he was very strong with same word different way of ministering mm. and because um jesus was walking close with the father he knew exactly how the father wanted to deal with every situation and he made everything individual and unique and i think that's Amen. the whole idea right with there. us as people who are called not only into the ministry as fivefold, but as ministers, as a body of Christ going out as now the new word now is marketplace ministry and all that, that we go with the understanding that we go looking for the one, right? Amen. We go looking for the one. And when we look for the one and find the one and, and minister to the one, that's all that matters. 
I mean, the one of the greatest stories in the Bible, in the New Testament, in the Gospels about Jesus going to Samaria. Mm-hmm. It says he must needs go to Samaria. And if you know all, all the culture behind it, Jews didn't hang out with Samaritans, let alone women. And Jesus going there to meet a woman, he knew what he was doing. Mm. He knew exactly where he was going. Yeah. Because he said he doesn't do anything. You know, we know the scripture. Uh, the father the father shows him and, yeah. and all that. And he went there to speak to a broken woman. And that woman got converted. And obviously mm-hmm. then the whole town got converted. So we get all hyped up about the whole town getting converted. But that that woman... And then, and then when that woman left his presence, the disciples came and was like, hey, master, you're hungry. And he said to them, you have no idea. Basically, you have no idea. I'm full. I'm absolutely full. Yeah. I'm not hungry at all. Yeah. Why? Because my, my food is to do the Father's will. Like, if we ever get to a place in our hearts that that's all that matters is to do the will of the Father. Amen. We'll, we will be changed forever. Amen. The world will be changed forever because of all of the nonsense that is in our minds about what God wants from us and God wants from us just simply yeah. walking with him and going where he leads us to go. I mean, that's the simplicity of the gospel, man. I love what you're saying because in my head, it really points to the fact that if we deal with the one in front of us, which is first and foremost, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, if we're present with that. That is the one. Yeah. If if we deal with that and we are in his presence and his worship and his leading and doing as he did, only doing what we see and only saying what we hear, then that multiplication thing I agree with, mm-hmm. but that only occurs because we multiplied it by one to start with. Amen. And and the whole thing is Jesus never lost his focus. Amen. So it talked often about how Jesus, you know, got up early in the morning. You know, you said about you getting up early in the morning. Yeah. Get up early in the morning, spending time with the Lord. It said as, and one part of the scripture it says, uh, this basically this is a a part of Jesus's life to get up and to go pray. Yeah. To to get away from everything and to go to go pray. Yeah. And it's like, you know, yeah. Because and he 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 had the multitudes. He did the miracles, and every time he did the miracles, uh, he told them not to tell anybody. Obviously, he knew they were going to say. I mean, somebody get raised from the dead. You know, somebody. <laughs> you know, come on. I mean, there's not really a grid for that. Like, I would be like elated. Maybe that's what's been happening. People are being raised from the dead, and they're not. Telling. <laughs> yeah, they're not telling anybody. Yeah, um, that's saying something. <laughs> Right there, because we're, I know what you mean, born again. So, so, but Jesus was always the the person who never lost his focus on the Father. So he, he always had his heart in the right place, yeah. no matter if he was ministering to one or if he was ministering to the multitude. I don't even think he looked at, at the one or the multitude uh, any different because his focus Amen. was always on what do you want me to do, Father, in this situation. Amen. And like that's that's all of us out there. You know, that, that's our heart. That's, that's what we want. And I think we get messed up with looking at ourselves, uh, examining ourselves, uh, seeing where we lack, where we, you know, why this isn't, why that. And I think if we would just really set all that aside and look to Jesus who is our everything before the Father and really believe that Jesus has done something for us so spectacular, wonderful, great, and awesome that he made us one with the Father that we don't have to look at ourselves and say to ourselves, this is why I'm not doing this for God. This is why I'm afraid or timid or all that. I'm not saying that God at times wants us to to see where we're at, but it's not to show us how to work on ourselves. It's to let us look at Jesus again and see where we're lacking. He's not. And like, let faith come into that area of our weakness and grace come into that area of our weakness so that we understand that it's he that hath begun a good work in us will complete us complete it until that day and this whole idea is that all god wants us to do is walk with him focused 
on pleasing him, and we do, but when I say pleasing him, pleasing him by doing what he's placed on our hearts to do. Amen. Like Jesus loved the Father so much that he yearned to bring people the revelation of the Father. He demonstrated, you know, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Like when we get to that place where where when we when we act different than Jesus would or we talk different than Jesus would talk, that we get cut to our heart, not because of quote unquote sin, which it is, but that we've broken the heart of the Father. Mm. Like there's a different place in our lives when when we break somebody's heart that we love, we're affected by that and we're changed by that. I think that's what godly sorrow is, is like we come to a place where like I'm not going to hurt his heart anymore. And it's not a duty. It's like a it's like a like a wanting to, a desire to, and God gets involved in that situation. And, you know, that's what repentance really is. Yeah. And the fruit of it is obviously the actions and what we want to accomplish. But it all starts with walking with God, being close to the Lord, and knowing that you are close to the Lord. So you never separate yourself in your mind from this tit for tat, God likes me today, doesn't like me tomorrow, yeah. and we get in this place where we're like, we're just walking with the Lord, yeah, and we we will do anything to go where he wants us to go, yeah. and lots of times it's not to Mexico, lots of times it's like, you're already going, yeah. you don't know it, but you're already going, you're already going to the work, you're already going to the grocery store, you're, you're already going to the football game, you're already, yeah. you're already going, hmm. That's a word for somebody. It's a word for me. <laughs> You're already going. What hey, are you man. praying about? You're already going. Yeah. Hey, something that was hitting me when you were talking about that is when Jesus was going around everywhere he went, like I just feel like there's this religious mindset like, okay, you guys are all about uh, being stuck on, being led by the Spirit. Well, guess what? Jesus's intake was the Word of God. Jesus's intake was the Word. Like he was Jewish. You're telling me he didn't know the Old Testament? Like he didn't, like he knew that stuff, okay? He was a priest, all right? He knew the word of what we would call the word, the Old Testament, the scriptures, the Torah, all that stuff. He knew it inside and out, okay? So there is no relaxation on not knowing. Like we have to know the word of God. Amen. I want to get that across for Amen. anybody that might be like, oh, these guys are out there. No, know the word of God. Your, your daily bread is the word of God. Mm. But as well, your daily bread is the living word of God, the spirit of God. So what you put in there has to come out, okay? So when we put that word of God in there, when we put in, when but what comes out is going to be the living word of God, which it's all living. I'm not trying to make. I understand it. where yeah, you're it's going. all living, but our response to the word is doing, and that doing becomes activated by the word that's put in there, activated by the Holy Spirit to get out. Okay, so that's our response. I just feel like there's some religious traditions that I need to cut down here in case someone's got that mindset. Well, how come you guys aren't more in the word? We are in the word. Our life laid down is a response to the word of God. Our life activated is a response to the word of God and the Holy Spirit, okay? Mm -hmm. So get that food in there. You can't run unless you're nourished. And the only way we can run in the Holy Spirit is to be nourished by the word of God and the Holy Spirit. And then we get to actually live it out. So these are these moments David just talked about. When you get up, you go to work. When you go to the grocery store, when you go to the football game, you go to a sporting event. When we go church on the go, we're whatever we do. This is our life laid down in us giving out of the abundance of our heart what, what we've put in there. We've put time in the Lord in so time in the Lord can come out. Mm. All, all about, so Brookville House of Worship, we constantly pound this. And, and, and I think this is the pivotal thing because this is what happened in Acts 1. It is the most pivotal thing that's happened to the bride of Christ. Stay here until you're endued with power. Mm. That is the one thing that I believe that most of the church has not really responded to. They, I believe they think, stay here till you're endued with the word of God. Stay here till you're endued with knowledge, uh, until you're filled up with words in your head. Words in your head do not give you power. 
I'm not against having knowledge. I'm not against having revelation and wisdom, but only true revelation comes by the Holy Spirit. I can put something in my head. I can, I can read a book all day long and it will never become alive because the Holy Spirit never activates it in my mind. It never gives it, never gives me revelation. So as a bride of Christ, are we gonna stay in this place until we're endued with power? Amen. Is there, can you read off that any, yeah. anything anybody's saying? Yeah, so we're having some technical difficulties, but Scott said, the presence of Lord, the Lord is precious. Amen. Colette said, no one can stop God's timing when he speaks, things move. Uh, Scott says, the paradoxes of God's ways. Colette said, yes, and Amen. And uh, at some point I saw champagne. I think I saw like a thumbs up, but I don't know what that was too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. I mean, the flow and grow, like this whole this whole thing is pretty like nuanced. Like all of a sudden we, we, we actually literally go down different roads because we're flowing and growing. Uh, and the main thing today is about, I, I feel, you know, we start off with Mephibosheth and we started talking about, you know, how Jesus or how uh, David picked Mephibosheth because of being Jonathan's son yeah. and how he was looking at Jonathan to fulfill a promise or a covenant. And we move quickly to um, God looking at us through the eyes of Jesus, wanting to bless us and bring us into the table and then we begin to dialogue about how we are supposed to see our lives. And I shared uh, with with you guys about my struggles with success. Mm. And we started to, and then when we hit on what success was, we started talking about what that looks like practically. Yeah. And it's so it's so simple. It's diverse for many people, for one. Spending time with God for me is putting on worship music, praying in the spirit, praying in tongues for you guys out there that know what that means, praying in tongues. And and then after that, that time of communion, then throughout the day, I'll look into the scriptures and I'll, and I'll read the scriptures and stuff like that. For some of you, it might be reading the word first. Like that's something that really gets you just in contact with God. For others, it might simply mean taking a scripture and meditating on something all day long. I mean, it looks different, but it's still the same. It's drawing close to the Lord. Amen. And you're exactly correct. I mean, we're, you're, when we've done this flow and growth, I mean, the whole idea of flow and grow is taking from what was in our heart this week and talking about it here live for all you guys. And then yeah. you guys taking what you all yes. had and share with us what you, what you think God had on your heart. This is by no means a Bible study or no. line upon line stuff at all. Uh, it is all, it's about getting you you out there talking with us so we can have a have a dialogue together. Hey Amen. Can you give me one second? Yep, go ahead. Uh, Rose, you want to say hello? And I think I, I already said thank you, but so much thank you so much. Uh, Rose is there. They hosted last weekend, not uh, church on the go. Okay, that was such an awesome time. Mark and I, you know, we were there last. Mark, I don't know if you remember Mark. We were there last week, and uh, he was just hammered. Like he kept talking about this last night. How loud you guys were. Mm. And it was just a it was truly I'm looking at the light. I need to look at the camera. <laughs> it was such a blessing to sing with you guys and to hear like that place was so your home is so beautiful. And the sound that came from that room, the worship, you know. I know the one lady came up to me at the end and she said it was so refreshing. And I just want to like tell you, it was so refreshing to hear you guys pour out your worship and your love and adoration for the King of Kings. I, I am so moved when I'm with a group of people and we had the same thing last night, mm-hmm, Yeah, but I am so moved when I'm with a group of people who were like, just pour it out. It's literally when I'm with people and I hear them singing and, and pouring it out. I literally like see, it's like the oil or the perfume that lay, that Mary put on the Lord's mm. feet, you know? Like that's what we're doing. When we, when we give up ourselves and we worship, it's just such a beautiful experience to be with people pouring out that perfume, that precious cost, giving themselves up to worship. So I just want to thank you, Rose, for 
for hosting that and being being conducive to that, allowing that to happen because you allowed that to happen. And I just want to thank you very much for those moments. Uh, it's very precious to me to to be with brothers and sisters and to worship the Lord of Lords and to have spontaneous moments. Like that's really, and David just captured it again, flow and grow. It is about spontaneous moments. It's, and I, you guys heard it last week and you heard it last night. It's the dialogue mm of the body of Christ. Come on, body of Christ, if we would start dialoguing the moments that the Lord has, if we would dialogue with the one, with mm. Jesus, and Thank then we you, would Jesus. dialogue with the Holy Spirit, and then we would dialogue with brothers and sisters in Christ. I mean, seriously, can you hear that? In the name of Jesus, would you dialogue with the one? And would you dialogue with the Holy Spirit? And then would you dialogue with your brothers and sisters? That's discipleship. That's the third part. It would transform this world. It is time that we start to dialogue with the brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, so, yeah, Nicole said, yes. Uh, Champagne said, I agree with Andy about Rose. Yeah, and even last night, you, you would really emphasize on it how, I don't know if it was during the podcast or before, but it's so, no, you did say this during the podcast. It's so cool to see everyone give their peace. Yeah. Like, I'm going to hit it again. That's a dialogue. That is. Am I overusing that or am no, I just I hitting mean, a point? Absolutely not. I mean, but, you know, if you want the scripture for it, y'all know what the scripture When we all come together, right? I think it's 1 Corinthians 14. Yeah, yeah. Might yeah. be 1 Corinthians 12. It's, but no, I, no, it's 14. Uh, at the very end, right? Yeah, it's definitely 14. For when we all come together, somebody has a psalm, somebody has a hymn. Somebody has a revelation. Somebody has an interpretation, right? But let all things be done for the edification of the body of Christ. Amen. And the sole purpose of getting together is kononia, which is the real word for fellowship, and it's gathering around the word. word. Yeah. Now, we, we have food, right? Because we're human beings and we like to eat food and that's how a lot of us get together. But when it all comes down after we have, you know, church on the go, let's just say, then then we all eat and we're talking. And then all of a sudden we come into a place of koinonia with the Lord, having this intimate fellowship with saying to one another, hey, this is what I learned this week. This is what happened to me this week. This yeah. is what God did with me this week. And when we all do that, then we all are mutually encouraged and we all get to see that God's not just talking to the, pe the preacher. Yes, there it is. Right? God is yeah. talking to all of us. And in fact, all of you have a role to play in yes. my life to edify me and to, and to spur me on and to cause me not to quit. You know what I mean? Like the ministers are the ones that are always giving, 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 but I think the ministers are not, you know, we've not allowed ourselves, our church is not made to where everybody can get involved in a situation. It is where I'm at, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be able to have a meal and take what is given and all of those things because there's nothing better than being amongst people and talking about what God is doing yeah. because he is doing something in everybody's life. And then, you know, you have prayer time and all that kind of stuff. And it's it means more because everybody's talking that all of a sudden I got this prayer request and it's like it's like stinking throwing bait in the water, man, and sharks <laughs> as well. Everybody just goes boom and we all, and we're praying. And we're praying from a place of faith because yeah. the testimony of the Lord is a spirit of prophecy and how all these, the synergy, the energy that happens with all of us coming, expecting, you know, to, to be heard. There's a lot of people that won't talk because they don't think they'll be heard. But if you come to Brookville House of Worship, you'll be heard. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a plug for Brookville House of Worship. <laughs> if you go to Jamie and Champagne Goods House, you'll, you'll be, be heard. heard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there yeah, you yeah. go. Yeah, or you amen. go to Jubilee. <laughs> you'll be heard. Absolutely. That, that's what's cool about this wineskin we're walking in. It's a place that the brothers and sisters of the Lord can come in and the presence of God reigns in these places and we can all step into what he is doing. It's a com community. Amen. And it's submitting one to another in the fear of the Lord. It's, yeah. it's, it's, there's no hierarchy, mm -hmm. right? There, there, I mean, 
There is apostles, there are prophets, there are pastors, there are teachers, there are evangelists, those appointed by Jesus. And yes, we, we have our place. But the, the fact of the matter is no one's better. The only reason why we have our place is because Jesus gave us that place yeah. and responsibility, right? And so all of us have a place and a responsibility within the body of Christ that Jesus did and gave us to be. So I'm extremely excited about Brookfield House of Worship. I'm extremely excited about the vision because we started off today talking about vision, why we exist, because it's all centered around presence. Yeah. It's not centered around success in the sense of growing numbers. It's about getting people in the presence of God so they can grow and yes. so that they can go. You just hit it. That's, that's it. That's pretty good, right? That's it, man. I mean, that's it just it. Come on. centers down on the inside of me. Like, that's true. That's making the Father smile in a way that, not that anything else is wrong, but that that's our peace. Yeah. You know, at some point, I hope that pastors from from this area, you know, don't look at us as some kind of contender or something like that. Yeah, we're that not. they could actually come and sit in the presence of the Lord yeah. and then go back and and you know what I mean? And have that and you know however God moves that we're able to do that. That's what you know, church on the go, that's what that's really all about. Bringing the presence to wherever we're we're going. Amen. And to say that on live, Facebook, YouTube, you know, who do you think you are? We're just doing what God asks us to do. But yeah. we, you have to believe it and embrace yourself in it, that God has a purpose for our going, and it is to bring the presence of the Lord. And whoever shows up, shows up. Amen. And, um, but if you do show up, you'll, you'll be touched. Yeah. You know, something that I've wrestled with, just something else I'd like to hit, what we do is confrontational. Like, because it places an expectation on... You, as individuals, this isn't just about me, David, Nicole, my wife, Tiffany, Jamie, Champagne, Terry, Jonathan, Miranda, whoever's ministering. This is not about us. This is about the body of Christ stepping into their calling as individuals. And I actually had an individual more or less call me out on the fact that you're always pushing on people. Well, if you're born again, I guarantee you the Holy Spirit's been calling on you this whole time. So if I'm confrontational about it, it's because we have to be confrontational about the goodness of God. We've got to get people to realize that he is speaking. The model that you're used to is a lie. And I know that's pretty bold, but the model that you're used to, that the man of God has all the cures and you don't have any say in it and you just show up, you check the box and you go home is a stinking lie from the pits of hell. Amen. Okay, you were called to more. You're called to be a son and a daughter of the most high God. You're called to hear his voice and go into the world and spread the gospel like wildfire. You're called to show people that God for so loved the world that he sent his son, Jesus Christ. And then after Jesus ascended, he sent his Holy Spirit so we could multiply and demonstrate the kingdom of heaven and the relationship with God to to actually restore, to seek and save that which was lost, which is us walking in the cool of the day with the Lord God Almighty and to know his face, to be sons and daughters again. You weren't called to come and consume like McDonald's pop and French fries mm -hmm. and just go home. No, you were called to actually be part of the ministry of God, to be sons and daughters. And so if that's forceful and I have an expectation, well, you can call me a son and daughter because that's what we're called to do, okay? <laughs> that's a little Amen. forward. But <laughs> Amen. No, passion. I mean, any good football coach, any good coach, whatever you are, whatever you're doing, even if you're, I guess you're not a coach, if you're a teacher, you know, teaching piano or whatever, at some point you get to a place where you're expecting more out of the student. Yes. And when especially when a culture is made and created like a Brookville house of worship or a Bethel or whatever, people are, the leadership is all about saying, okay, come up another level. Okay. Come up another level and come up another level. Sometimes might feel like you're pushing me. Well, yeah. I remember when I was in seventh grade and I missed a tackle on my seventh grade 
football coach told me that I could actually make tackles, but he said it in a kind of a harsh way. It got a hold of me, and I, from that moment till I was a senior, that lived in my life and drove me to be the best that I can be. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being pushed out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Because I bet you already, if you were obedient and actually laid yourself down, you would hear the Holy Spirit saying, come up here anyways. Mm. You would you would hear the Holy Spirit. And, you know, it's easy to tune out the Holy Spirit. You can harden your heart and ignore the Holy Spirit. But if I'm sitting here in your face, it's a little harder. So you just walk out and don't come back. Mm. <laughs> Amen. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be a slave to people. But anyways, I know those are some forward statements. I love you guys, though. <laughs> uh, some people are commenting. Scott, actually, Colette says, God is coming to the brokenhearted. Brokenhearted. It's, sorry, it's really hard to read it on the screen. It's hard for those who have been hurt primarily by a father figure to trust in a father. They wait for the letdown. But God, God will never let you down. He will raise you up. Find those who will help you grow in your faith and relationship in Christ. This is the beginning of transformation. And, and I agree with the, the father part. You know, our earthly fathers can let us down. And I, I've seen that before, I think more in ladies. And I, maybe I'm misspeaking, but it seems like a lot of ladies, they've been hurt by men in general. So it's hard to perceive somebody who will actually nurture them and take care of them. I tell you what, no man, no woman has got it right. I tell my kids this all the time. This is the first time that I've been a dad to a 15-year-old son. This is the first time I've been a dad to a 14-year-old daughter, a 13-year-old daughter. We are all in process. And I pray that we would forgive those people who have been in our lives that have gotten it wrong. But I tell you what, the father, Abba Daddy, and he doesn't get it wrong. He is sure he is true and he is righteous and holy and he does love us and he forgives us. As he doesn't even look at our sins anymore if we're born again. It's an amazing thing. And, and actually, I think that the most scandalous part of all this is, is the fact that he says, I don't see them. Why do you see them? You know, and he wants to forgive us. And, and I ask that you forgive those who have hurt you because we are not a bank. We don't have any way of collecting debts on people. The only one who can collect a debt on anyone is Jesus Christ. And if you're in his blood, he doesn't see them anymore. So I ask that you would consider seeing the blood of Jesus Christ over anyone that you have a debt with because you're not a bank. You can't collect debts. All right. We had a few more comments. Uh, Scott said, these signs will follow those that believe. Amen. Rose said, yes, be obedient. Scott said, contend for transformation. Mm -hmm. Man, that's where we're, thank you, Scott. We are, we are contending, contending, contending. Mm -hmm. uh, some, some woman named Nicole Balzer said, uh, everyone, <laughs> everyone who came to the temple to worship brought something. Yes, amen. Like, I love that. That's good. Man, if we knew what it was like to have to sacrifice and bring a stinking bull or a goat with you, bring your firstborn, holy moly. If we knew mm -hmm. what that was like, Instead, we're like, yeah, I'll be there, maybe. And then a lot, okay, I need to be careful because a lot of you are faithful and you do. You, you do this with us. You are brothers and sisters. But there are a lot of people who aren't bringing anything and we don't have to bring a bull or goat anymore. Like, let's just get that clear. If you bring that, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I'd leave kill that. it, put leave, it in my freezer. <laughs> leave it on the street, please. All right, and she also said they never came empty-handed. It is our duty. Uh, hey, Taylor, thanks for watching. Did you meet Taylor and her husband? I think they go to Jamie's Fellowship. They're from Reynoldsville. Did they come last night? Yeah, they did. Or were they sitting in the back? Just behind you. and Well, just back a little bit. Back yeah. behind Tim and, and Mindy? Yeah. I've seen them before, but okay. I've never really officially met them. But it was really cool. Yeah. Um, he says, Taylor. Yeah, she's on here. And, and I just say, hey, Taylor, man, I'm excited for you guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for young people who are zealous for what the Lord Jesus Christ has and in the thank, Holy Spirit. Thanks for sharing last night. You really got, I think you were one of the first couple that got it started Her after husband, Terry. Husband was the one that was hitting the chest with a piece of steel. Yeah. Yeah. And got prayed for and told that testimony, but uh, Taylor, I think, said um, about your calling Amen. and about are you going to do it or not. That's and that right. kind of got That's everything right. started last night. Thank and, you. And got rolled. So thank you for being obedient and thank you for, um, you know, being bold 
Amen. You know, th- those words are, you know, those are, you know, you got to make a choice tonight words. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I really appreciate that. That was yeah. awesome. And your husband, wow. The, the miraculous power of God. And not only that, just but the, 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 um, I got, I'm not going to say humility, but the passion that, that he has being affected by being touched by God is, yeah, was cool. But yeah, that's awesome. So Jamie and Champagne, they have some good, good people with them. Yeah. Amen. Man, I lo- so the Lord highlighted me to a few years ago. Just, I, I don't want to like try to put a, I'm not trying to coin a phrase, but like wildfires, like young wildfires. And I think this is going to be a generation that doesn't look for what their parents did necessarily in the Lord, but for what Holy Spirit is doing in mm-hmm. the Lord. Uh, original intent, let's say it that way, Holy Spirit. And I see that in Jamie and, and Champagne and uh, Taylor, you and your husband as well. Uh, so Taylor said yes. No, sorry. Champagne said yes. Taylor has been on fire. Praise God. Mm-hmm. She was sharing everything yesterday. She was sharing that this was happening. So thank you for sharing that Church on the Go was happening as well. And then Taylor says yes. God is working on me to step out in boldness. And I tell you what, if you're led by the Holy Spirit, it'll be right what it needs to be. Amen. So praise God for that. Amen. <laughs> you got anything else? No, I'm done. You're done. Yeah. All right. Give me one second here. So we, uh, we're very honored and blessed that you would spend this time with us. And we're honored that, uh, that you would find it edifying to hear what we have to say. Yeah, seriously, it's cool. I mean, um, living when we live, living the way we live and in the times that we live has given us the opportunity to minister and and do things in our heart that we were never uh well I, I never thought I would ever be able to do and to for you guys to give us your time for however long we've been on um is uh thank you thank you thank you thank you amen absolutely i say it to people i'm a chaplain in at forest prison and uh, i tell them thanks for showing up because i'm not one of those preachers that can preach to a, a, you know empty seats man so yeah. Yeah. Thank. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for turning on. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. This. Um. Obviously, we make this into a podcast too, as well. So, look for a podcast. Um. Flow and grow. Look for a podcast. A pioneers podcast with yeah. Jamie. Yep. Um. Yeah. So, t- as always, we're asking. You know, church on the go. Our vision. If you agree with our vision, um, we're laying it out there for you. Go to brookfellhouseofworship.com, click on that give button and give so that we can continue to go uh, and go and go and go. Um, I never thought I would be in this situation, but I understand, you know, that it it takes helpers. Yeah. It it takes lots of, of people like... Uh, the, the smuckers last night who who um, opened their not only their house but got the tent and set yeah. it up put the chairs out and we we come in so you know a big shout out there but the whole idea with finances it's a big deal um, you know we're not one of those guys that are going to tell you anything but we need your help there's no gimmicks here and if you believe in what we're doing um, help us out and you can do that by sharing by praying and by giving, mm-hmm. you know, we can't, uh, we can't go rent a place with our looks, show up and say, hey, what's up? <laughs> so, but, um, anyways, I don't want to beat a, you know, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. If the Lord puts on your heart to give, uh, to Brookville house of worship. <laughs> Amen. That is funny. Well, I, <laughs> you can't rent a place with your looks. Yeah. Well, you can't, <laughs> I, I haven't tried, but I'm pretty sure you can't. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much. And I just want to bless you guys, all right? Father, I thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I just want to hit that one thing again. Father, I pray that you would stir up the young fires in this place. And the actually, there's no old fires. You would stir up fires in all the bride of Christ, Father, that we would rise up as sons and daughters and walk in the true fire of the Holy Spirit. I said it last night, I'll 
say it again, that you came to baptize in the Holy Spirit and fire. Father, that the bride of Christ be willing to be changed by that fire of God, that we'd be willing to step into that anointing and that Holy Spirit calling that leads us to here, leads us to there, leads us to go wherever, that we would rise up out of our seats, rise up out of our houses, but even greater before we do that, that we would lay down, that we would rest at your feet, that we would hear your voice and get our calling, get our purpose, get our go from you first. But when we get that go, that we would actually go into the world and bring everything that you have, that we would manifest the kingdom of heaven, that we would manifest your glory, that we would manifest signs and wonders, but most of all, that we would manifest the son of Jesus Christ and that more would be born, that the captives would be set free. The workers, (laughs) they are few, but the harvest is great. Come workers in Jesus' name. Come harvest in Jesus' name. Father, I bless them in Jesus and I thank you for the fire of God moving in sons and daughters. I thank you for the precious word of God being revealed to sons and daughters. Father, we bless you and we worship you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just want to add this. Don't forget, you're already going. You're already going. Amen. Amen. Hey, we'll catch you uh, catch you later, Rose. She said we'll see you tonight. Bless oh, cool. You. Yeah. Hey, Scott, we love you, man. Have fun on your trips. Safe travels in Jesus' name. Put all the pictures out there so we can just dream about being wherever you are. <laughs> Scott is on the go. Yes, he is. All right. Yes, we'll, catch, we'll catch you guys later. Bless you guys. All right. See you later. Bye. Hey guys, man, I had a wonderful time today. I hope you did too. Hey, do me a favor. Go to brookvillehouseofworship.com. You go there, you can find all of our events and, and things we do at Brookville House of Worship. Also, our Facebook page, Brookville House of Worship, and our YouTube page as well, Brookville House of Worship, or like we like to call it, Be How. Let me invite you to come every Saturday night to Brookville House of Worship, 227 Main Street, Brookville, Pennsylvania. We look forward to seeing you next time as we flow and grow together. See ya. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.